0: all right welcome back to petty's pod uh been away for a couple weeks end of year finals end of year for for juniors is always hectic and uh just didn't really have any time to get a podcast in but of course you know been following the finals on petty's pod instagram if you want to if you want to go give that a follow it's up to you um but yeah we're back and uh it's it's time to talk about the nba finals it's been a little bit too long um so we'll talk about Draymond Green antics, we'll talk about keys to both teams going into game 5 and then our and then my game 5 predictions. Um so it should be a fun one. Uh, a lot of a lot of stats to go over, a lot of stuff to talk about. So I hope you guys are locked in and let's get straight to it. All right, welcome back into the studio. Let's get to this NBA Finals talk. Uh first thing I want to talk about uh a huge part of this series uh warrior celtics um has has been draymond green antics and his play so let's start off with this play uh this postseason, you know i really want to say draymond green you know he's done his job shooting almost 50% you know 8 points 7 rebounds 7 assists which is what you'd expect from him in this series though especially the last 3 games um the two games that he lost he was that that they lost he was really bad and then the game they won, you know, he's fine. Uh, and then, and then the last game where they won, he was also really bad with two points once again. Um, but yeah, he's been really bad for the Warriors, and it's what you can expect for from him, uh, super experienced player as we all know, Defensive Player of the Year, multiple time All Star, uh, and he's really let his team down, specifically Steph Curry, uh, who he who, who Steph Curry relies on to be there and do the dirty work, and he can't even do that in this series, you know and it's been it's been really bad from him you know one for seven shooting in game in game four and he's been like that all series and I think what really came what it really came down to was the off the court stuff it really got to his head and that leads me to the next point about his antics is you know I caught this during the all-star break when he went on TNT and reviewed the all-star selections with um, Shaq and Kenny and Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson and I was just kind of like and he got selected, of course. He was an All-Star this year. And I was like, how is this guy allowed to be on here and saying like, oh, I want to play with Devin Booker and this guy and this guy's a great player. I don't know why that's allowed. For me personally, I don't think that should be allowed. I mean, that's just flat-out tampering. And then he does his podcast through all all, the, all through the playoffs, which is, is just very biased. And he just goes on there to yell and, and complain about things that that the that... that professionals like Stephen a just go and do in the morning and it's just kind of annoying and you know i'm i like the warriors you know and i've been a draymond green fan but this year it's just kind of like he's been around a little bit too much like you hear guys on on twitter complain all all the time and make make remarks that are just you know really biased and sometimes they get fined for it and stuff like that but draymond green has taken it to a whole nother level with his podcast and you know being being an at an a guy on a broadcaster for tnt pretty much and he's joined the show i mean last year during the playoffs when the warriors weren't in the playoffs he was there a lot of the time with those guys on tnt and i don't think that should be allowed he's still playing in the nba he shouldn't be allowed to go on tv like that um but it could be also a sign that you know players are allowed to do that and i think there should be a rule in place of it in place against it um but yeah, I think just the off-court stuff and people and the booing and the chants from Boston, you know, we don't expect that to get to his head, and we've seen that multiple times in, in his career, that he's been the villain, public enemy number one, whatever, uh, and he's dealt with it fine, and just in this series, he's been out of it. Uh, two points in the last three games is not what you'd expect from him, and I expect him to bounce back in game five, especially because they're home, and I think Steve Kerr figured it out a little bit in game four with, you know, taking him out and at the end of game four when it was a close game and putting him in for defense and then subbing him out for jordan pool to get more offense because he's been atrocious atrocious in this series um offensively and defensively he hasn't been the same player but you know he still has that presence on the defensive end but uh that's all i want to that's all i want to talk about with draymond green let's get into the actual series there's been it's been great games so far in the series so let's let's get into it all right enough about draymond green and uh the off-court antics of this series uh let's get into some some uh stats my opinions on on how this series has gone through the first four games of course it's 2-2 three game series rest of the way uh warriors retake home court at home after losing game one and uh they beat the Celtics in game four to retake it and so I think my first take of this final so far is that Steph Curry is the MVP, no matter who wins it. I think the fact that he hasn't won one when he probably should have, when he should have at least one, uh, comes in comes into play. But also the fact that yes, Jalen Brown has been great for the Celtics, but has he been good enough to to get Finals MVP? He he got seventeen points in the first quarter of Game Three, and finished with twenty seven. I think that has been. Blown way out of proportion, I think. A couple times we saw Curry do it in Game One or Game Two. I can't remember when he had uh like not like 21 in the first quarter or something, and then finished with like 29. So I think that you know the first quarters from these guys haven't been great. Like people are gonna remember Brown scoring 17 in the first quarter of an NBA Finals game, but then scoring 10 points the rest of the way. You know, if the Celtics win, I think Brown is the front runner for Finals MVP. But Tatum hasn't been great, you know. Coming into the series, you'd expect him to be the front runner for MVP if the Celtics were, you know, winning and and uh, you know, like they've been winning. They've won two games already in the series, which I didn't expect. To. I had Warriors and five coming into this, just because I didn't think the Celtics were going to be able to close and stuff like that. But his his only good game, really, I think, and his most consistent game was Game Two, 28 points, six rebounds, three assists, six for nine from three, um, super consistent shooting. Uh, 28 points. Led, led all scorers in that game. Uh, Curry had 29, but Game 2 was his best game, and they lost that game. Um, So, I think Jalen Brown has been the best player for the Celtics. I don't think that's a secret. You know, looking at Game 1, Celtics blowout win. You look at Al Horford, 26 points. Marcus Smart, 18 points. Jalen Brown, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. And then you look at Tatum, 12 points, 3 for 17 from the field. So, if the Celtics do go on to win this win this series which i don't think they will um Jalen Brown is probably going to be the mvp but i think curry is the, is the unanimous mvp for the series no matter who wins it um you look at his games he's been he's been the best player from game 1 to game 4 uh you know guys like brown like i said and Tatum have had very bad games um and curry is, has has been the only player in this series to not have a bad game yet uh you look at game 1 29, he had 34 points in game 1, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. And then you look at game 2, he had, I'm pretty sure he had 29 in this game. Yeah, he had 29, 6, and 4. And uh, he's just been the most consistent player in the series. I think he should be finals MVP no matter who wins this series. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, that's only happened once, once in NBA history. Tatum has another bad game and stuff like that. Curry, no matter if they lose the game or win the game, Curry was the best player on the court. He deserved final MVP for for no matter what for no matter uh, who who wins the who wins the championship in the end. So let's move on to more team talk. I guess uh, we'll start with the Celtics. So far through four games, um, the key for them has been no. So you could spend the fourth quarter um it's been every game has been decided by double digits um i think game four was by far the best game uh the Cel they were even until the last five minutes where the celtics scored uh i'm pretty sure four points in the last five minutes of the game the warriors had like 17 or something like that um but yeah the key for the celtics has been getting hot at the right time which is the fourth quarter no matter if they're losing going into it uh we know the warriors are so dominant in the third quarter as they've been for the last you know they took a two-year break, but when they were last in the finals, they dominated the third quarter, and then, and also in 2018, the year before that, uh, they also dominated the third quarter. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how it's an even game at halftime, and then one team is so dominant for one quarter, and then it switches again in the fourth quarter. Um, Celtics have been plus 43 going into game four in uh, in the fourth quarter, which is absolutely ridiculous, and the Warriors were plus 40 in the third quarter going into game four, so that's changed a little bit because game four is a little bit more even, but that's pretty, it's a ridiculous stat. So the key for them has been uh, shooting and getting hot at the right time. But going forward, uh, I think the Warriors have figured them out a little bit more in the fourth quarter. Uh, as we saw in game four, they were able to pull out the win. And then in the third quarter, we saw Celtics play a little bit better as well, play a lot more, a lot better defense, a lot more defense, and still be able to score at the other end. And they were winning going into the uh going into the fourth quarter of game four but I think the key going forward now that that has kind of died down a little bit is Jason Tatum only to be honest with you like I said when we're talking about the finals MVP his one good game is when they lost in game two and I think he's taking he's getting good shots he's been okay like he had 23 points in game four which is not what you'd expect from your best player in a finals game um but I just think he he needs to be more consistent. He's getting good looks. He's getting his, the shots that he wants. He's just not making them. And if he decides to turn it on for one game, I think the other guys like Derek White and Grant Williams and Robert Williams, especially, of course, you have Al Horford and Jalen Brown. I think they've been great in this series. And I think if you get one, you know, thirty-plus point game from Tatum, that that will that will make the Celtics win this win the series. But then, as we transition to talking about the Warriors, it's the same thing. You know, you you know what you're going to get from Curry. Um, and that's been the difference. You know what you're going to get from Curry, but you don't know what you're going to get from Tatum, and that's been the difference in, in 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 some of these games so far through four games. Um, but yeah, so it's key for the Celtics going forward, uh, get good looks for Tatum and have him be more consistent. And he needs to be more consistent. He knows that. Um, going forward, and if he if he turns on for a game, the Celtics will win because the other guys have been great so far. Uh, Robert Williams. Coming off that injury, you know he's been a double double machine when he's played, with with also two plus blocks in each of the games he's played in, which is absolutely ridiculous. And so yeah, so Tatum's the Tatum's the key for the Celtics going forward. Uh, his play is going to be huge uh, over the next two games, uh, deciding if it goes seven or not. So let's talk about the Warriors real quick. All right, let's talk about the Warriors' key uh, going forward. I think Warriors win in. S- winning seven because I don't think I think they win game five and I don't think uh, Boston loses at home in game six and then Warriors close it out in seven at home um but the key like I said with Tatum you don't know what you're going to get from him with the Warriors it's 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 very different you know what you're going to get from Curry uh it's just what are the other guys going to do we already talked about Draymond Green don't really need to talk about him more um, his consistency offensively has been awful. One for seven, zero oh for two from three in game four. Um, he's been bad all series. We know that. Um, I think he can bounce back, especially with the coaching adjustments that Steve Kerr will make for game five, and then especially being at home for game five is a huge part of that. Um, but the key is is Clay Thompson. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has been good, kind of like the Celtics. Like the other guys have been good, other than Draymond Green and and Clay Thompson. Uh behind Steph Curry who's been amazing and is the finals MVP of this series. Uh but you look at Wiggins, you know, last game, 17 points, 16 rebounds. the Warriors finally got the rebounding, which is which is a key. We'll talk about that in a second. Um look at Poole. He hasn't been great, but you can't expect more from a from a guy who was in the G League last year to play like he's been playing all all postseason in the playoffs. Uh fourteen points in game four, which is you know it's it's what you want from a guy like him when you just need offense and to chip in with fourteen is what you want from him. Um and then you look at Gary Payton solid defensively, Looney with eleven rebounds in game four, it's also what you'd expect from him, especially being pushed out of the starting lineup. Porter came in who didn't have the great game he didn't have his greatest game. He only shot twice, he was 0 for 2 with two points, one rebound, one assist. Um and he only played fifteen minutes, so I don't really understand that adjustment by Steve Kerr. I don't think anyone really did. But I think the biggest key is first of all the rebounding. Uh, you know Robert Williams and Al Horford and Grant Williams for the Celtics have been dominant on the boards, and then see Looney and and Wiggins decided to show up, uh, rebounding the ball with 16 rebounds and 11 rebounds, and even Curry with 10 rebounds in Game Four, and they win that game. So rebounding has proven to be a huge factor in this series so far, and then like I said, Clay Thompson needs to get it going. I think one or two more good games from Clay wins the Warriors a championship. If he and one thing the Warriors can't do is if if Clay I guess it happened a little bit towards the end of game 4. Um not in the last 5 minutes, but you know, going into the fourth quarter Clay started to turn it on a little bit. He made two threes early in the fourth quarter. And the Warriors were were still looking like not not convincing winners in game 4 and I was thinking to myself it was like you have to win this game. You cannot waste a good fourth quarter and a decent game from Clay Thompson because you don't know if you're going to get one again. Um, and if you do get one again, you have to win that one. So if, if Clay has has a good game and scores, like, we'll say 22-plus in in the next couple of games, you cannot lose those games because you don't know if you're going to get another game from him. Like, let's say he goes on to score, like, 30-plus in game five and the Warriors lose. That's a waste of a game because he's been so bad in this series that when he has a good game, you can't lose it and you can't waste it. Um So those are the two keys for for Golden State, I think, going forward, is the rebounding, and then Draymond Green obviously needs to be better, and Klay Thompson needs to be better. Um, And then another thing I just want to mention, kind of a little funny thing here, Bielitsa. My dad and I have noticed it. I talked to my friend yesterday, Juan. Uh, He's noticed it too. Bielitsa off the bench on Tatum. I took some notes yesterday. Let me look at it real quick. He has been so good guarding Jason Tatum. So I took. I was watching the game. Game. This is game four. Bealitsa. I noticed that in game two and three when Bielitza was on the court, he got switched on to Tatum a lot, and he, and Tatum was so bad against him. And Sam Van Gundy and Mark Jackson were like, "Oh, this is a tough matchup for Bealitsa. Tatum should should get to the basket and score here." And he never did. So game four, Bealitsa switched on to Tatum um, four times. Uh, Tatum was zero for two. Two turnovers and be Jalen Brown. So you heard my take on Draymond Green, you heard my keys for both teams so far. Um now let me just say my final predictions. Uh game five, Warriors win. We'll do another podcast after game five, but Warriors win. Game five at home, I think the series goes seven, but we'll talk about that a little bit more after game five. So I think Curry goes off once again at home. He's fired up from game four, and I think the the hot streak for him continues into game five and Warriors come out with the dub. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see see you guys after game five and do another podcast. Good to be back, and uh, thanks for listening.